The bomber took a deep breath and exhaled slowly. His IED was almost half a kilometre away, buried by the side of the narrow road that twisted its way through the desert. It was a big bomb. Not the biggest he had ever built, but big enough to destroy any vehicle that the Americans had. The explosive had come from Russian MON-50 anti-personnel mines, concave rectangular devices that were copies of American claymores. Each MON-50 contained 700 grams of RDX explosive and either 540 steel balls or 485 short steel rods, depending on which version it was. The bomber had carefully prized open 50 of the mines, giving him close to 35 kilos of high-grade explosive. The RDX had been placed in the centre of six 42-gallon oil barrels and surrounded with homemade ammonium nitrate fuel oil explosive. There were detonators in each of the barrels, all connected to the command wire which led from the road to the trigger in his right hand. The barrels had been buried at the side of the road and a spade had been used to cut a slit six inches deep in the sand for the wire. Four men had toiled through the night, and by the dawn the desert wind had smoothed over all traces of the work. The bomber was kneeling by the window of an abandoned shepherd's cottage that had been pockmarked with rifle fire. The building had been stripped, either by the former occupant or looters, and even the doors and window frames had been ripped out. They were in the desert, about 30 miles north of pul e capital of the northern province of Baglan. The bomber squinted as he peered into the distance. American Humvees were coming down the road at speed, with plumes of dust spiralling in the air behind him. He counted six. He twisted around to look at the three men standing behind him. This time, he said. The man in the middle of the three had an eye patch over his left eye, and there was a thin scar running across his cheek. His thinning hair was swept back, and his greying beard was almost a foot long. They called him the Butcher, because of the way he liked to torture captured soldiers. The Americans had put a price on his head. It had initially been half a million dollars, but over the years they'd increased it to two million. Two bodyguards stood with the butcher, cradling AK-47s, their eyes ever watchful. They had arrived in a white SUV which was parked out of sight behind the cottage. The butcher shook his head. No, not this time. The men who had helped build and bury the bomb had left in their pickup truck at first light. Three snipers had arrived in a black SUV which was parked behind another abandoned cottage a few hundred yards away. One of the snipers had stayed with the vehicle. The other two were on the roof above the bomber's head. They were armed with Dragunov rifles, with comfortable wooden handguards and skeletonized wooden stocks. Rounds were fed into the weapons from detachable curved magazines containing ten rounds in a staggered zigzag pattern and they had PSO-1 optical sights. The snipers were capable of taking out targets more than 800 yards away, so the road was well within range. The bomber looked back at the convoy, which was now speeding parallel to the house. 
Young men in Kevlar helmets and vests were standing in bulletproof turrets covering the area with their heavy machine guns. They turned to look at the shepherd's cottage, but there was nothing to arouse their suspicions, and within a minute they were speeding away towards Kabul, the clouds of dust dispersing behind them. The bomber knew exactly where the bomb was. He had placed two empty water bottles about fifty yards apart on the other side of the road. If he looked directly at the bottles from his window, where his gaze intersected the road is where the bomb was buried. He looked up at the clear blue sky. The one worry he had was that a drone high overhead might see the parked vehicles and the snipers on the roof, but the butcher had assured him there would be no drones in the area that day. The bomber didn't know how the butcher knew that, but he believed him. He peered down the road again. There was a vehicle coming from the direction of the Humvees. It was big, a transporter. As it got closer, he recognized it as an Afghan army Navistar truck, which weighed more than four tons. There was no way of knowing if it contained troops or supplies. The bomber looked over his shoulder, and this time the butchers smiled and nodded. This one.